Well, hello, internet friends near and far. Welcome to another episode of Parks and Conversation. This is an episode where we watch an episode of Parks and Recreation, and then we talk about it. I'm Jason. I'm joined all the way across town by the power of the internet by my friend Jeremy. Say hello, Jeremy. Hey, Jason. How's it going, man? Well, it's good. It is good. Uh, it's a beautiful day in the Northwest. The weather is cooler, but it is sunny. I'm a fan all around. How are you today? Same. I mean, I'm I'm powered by the lack of sun. And so when I woke up this morning to the fog, I felt good. Do you still have fog right now? No, it's gone now. So oh, now okay. that's I'm inside. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Stay right. away. Uh, stay away. I'm like a vampire from Forks. Yeah. Well, that's a good to to stay away from. Uh, speaking of Forks, we're going to have a Twilight reference later today. Yeah. So we something to look forward to. I guess I don't know. I've never seen any of those. I haven't either. I've never read the books. Uh, you'd think with all the Twilight references in this series, maybe I would have been curious about it at some point. But I wasn't. You're not Twilight curious. No. No, I just the thing about the Twilight things that I didn't understand was that he is I'm assuming he is like this really old vampire and he's can't like he's just embroiled in this teen angst drama. Right. It's like be better, man. You, you're like I'm assuming he's like some like thousand year old vampire and he's sitting on like an 18 year old. Like, come on, that, that's that is creepy. That is horror. And I think maybe that's what the movie's about. I don't know. Yeah, the real horror. The real horror. Yeah, not the the bloodshed and the the murder. No, and the werewolves. werewolves. Right. It's it's the it's thousand the year old vampire flirting with a high school student. Right. Yeah, I agree. Pass. Yeah, I I just will pass on that every time. No, thank I'm, you. I'm glad we got that out of the way first. Yeah. So, Jeremy, what what are we what are we talking about for real though today? What episode? Oh, we, well, I don't have the current number. It's season seven, episode nine. Nine. We only have three episodes left. I know I, know. I say that every time. I just get a little, it's okay. We have the good things to look forward to. It's the primary. Indeed it is. Which is a play on the word primary. Right. Because it's part of the nominating process to get a candidate to, uh, to be a part of this whole exciting government experiment. Uh, and uh, so... The primary, the primary is the the candidate's spouse making pie to prove and typically typically a female, right? Like the spouse spouse being usually usually it's men that are running because in Pawnee, right? Well, yeah. just in in so many places, not just Pawnee. Pawnee is not the only broken place in America. Uh, yeah. So usually the candidate's wife makes pie as a way of showing that they are uh approved to be married to somebody doing government <laughs> i don't know I your voice goes up there just to... <laughs> i really don't understand the purpose of something like this but i know that they do these things do exist for real okay and uh yeah it's it's weird weird are you do you like are like do you like pie i love pie my are wife you... made a whole bunch of peach pie filling oh, candy. it's the so, time of year yeah yeah, so I'm looking forward to some peach pie. Daddy wants pie. <laughs> so how many times did I say this while she was making this peach pie filling? <laughs> many times. <laughs> so Just uh, walking around rubbing your belly. Yeah. And then I was like, what are you when are you gonna get the apples? Cause daddy wants pie. Uh, All she, the pies. Yeah, she makes really good peach pie and apple pie. And then she had way too many peaches. And so then she just made canned peaches, uh, which is excellent. They're in a jar, not a can. So the presidents of the United States of America lied to us, all of them and the band. So anyway, um, <laughs> sorry to get so political. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> not especially during this episode. I know. I know it, it, it brings out the worst in me as we are heading into a super fun political season. Anyway, it's great. It's great. Listener, if you're listening in the far distant future, we're recording this in the fall, almost fall of 2023. So hopefully things uh, end up OK. Yeah, I hope we still have a country in a year and a half and uh, we'll see. We'll see. But, hey, you know, you know how we got email last week from, I do. from the Gooch or just mm -hmm. Gooch, mm -hmm. um, which I think Gooch wasn't that one of the characters from Raising Hope. That was the Hall and Oat or the what was 
What was Hollow Oats? Not the Hollow Oats. It's the, the they play the. Oh my gosh, the ukulele. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. And she, um, her character was Gooch. Garfunkel and Garfunkel Oates. and Oates. That's yeah. right. Anyway, so anyway, all that to say, I dropped off my child this morning at school and somebody came up to me and said, hey, I've been listening to your podcast. What? And it is really funny. And what? I've never seen the show. What? But I think you guys are really funny. Who? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's it's my daughter's 11-year-old friend who is related to you. It's your nephew. Um, but at least I, was just, I was just like, you know, hey, we, we might be hitting a demographic we didn't even know about. In That's my head, so I'm thinking, funny. yeah, you, you just like this beeline towards like, hey, I've been listening to your podcast. And I was like, wow. Why? I'm all, and I said, well, yeah, I was just like, oh, I'm sorry. And he's like, yeah, oh, it's hilarious. I was like, all right, cool. That's so funny. So... <laughs> okay all right well hey nephew if you're listening to this uh sorry for all of the cursing yeah stay in school please or we'll don't, up here. don't become a, a professional attempted <laughs> podcaster anyway that's yeah. so funny uh that <laughs> that's going to be great next time i see him to ask him to write a review <laughs> I, well, it's my it. uncle, but I've always wanted to say this. Rate <laughs> <laughs> and review, bro. Um, I uh, I emailed a podcast host uh, a couple days ago because they uh-huh. were they were talking about uh, humor in and 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 church life and stuff, and so like that's part of my academic research as well. And so I was like, "Hey, this is great. Thank you. I love having more of this stuff." And then he uh, replied to me and say, "Hey." Could you please review us? I was like, oh, that's so annoying. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I, no, I won't. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, that is, I just seriously. But um while you guys are thinking while we're talking about it, if you guys please don't rate mind and rating review. and review and just tell <laughs> tell your friends um to also yeah. do that. But only if it's good. You know, we uh I it seems like based on <clears throat> uh my Spotify numbers mm-hmm. that I can look at, we have more people generally listening to this series than we did in the past oh wow Which isn't it, it, it's exciting and it's like i don't know how that happened um and so if you are newer to the show like the gooch like we just met gooch last week and he's been working his way through and it's probably going to be a few months or weeks before he gets to this episode hey gooch um but uh if uh if you're newer like we we would love to know that you are here so please send us an email parks and conversation at gmail.com and uh yeah it'd be great to uh get to know some of the folks in the greater parks community um but also as we're coming to the end of this this series mm-hmm. yeah it might be good to like hear some of your all y'all's favorite parks and recreation moments so Ooh, should we do like a wrap-up episode yeah like one, we should. one extra okay yeah I'm a glad very we're t- special parks and conversation yeah and yeah, like, like a, a post-mortem yeah, and like Joey Lawrence will come in and we'll find out Whoa. that he's, he's been doing drugs and Tony mm. will be like, hey man, didn't you see how this messed up my life? And then Blossom will be like, why are you fighting? Mom's dead. And then dad, whatever he does. And then Six comes along. Um, and then somebody and, lets Punky Brewster out of the refrigerator. <laughs> oh my gosh, that just still traumatizes me. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I think... That episode of Punky Brewster is the most like PTSD inducing sitcom episode of all time. Yeah. It, it's gotta be up there. It was it was I think it was scarier than when Webster went to Iraq. Like that that's how that Yes. Oh man. Anyway, uh none of this is the primary. It's not, but it's fun. Okay, go. Let's all do right. it. So uh Jeremy, we have two Point five plot lines, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. Um. So we have Leslie and Ben working out the political campaign and the primary situation. We got April and Ron, who are on a impossible treasure hunt, and then we have a little sub story with with Donna and Gary. Right. So, uh, what do you think if we went to April and Law, April and Ron, and then Donna and Gary, uh, and then Leslie and Ben. Sure. All right. Sure, sure. And real quick too, um, what were your initial 
thoughts about this episode? Um, I forgot that Brett and Harris uh, were yes. in this one, yeah. uh, which was <laughs> so great. Uh, and so that was delightful. I I love Chris Gethard. Uh, if you say that, Geth- Gethard? Gethard? I don't know how to say his name. Um, the men's right guy. Uh, he's so funny. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so there's a lot of funny stuff in it. So I enjoyed it. Yeah. What about you? I did the, yeah, all the jokes there, but I felt like every, maybe, 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 uh, Leslie and Ben's storyline wasn't quite as, um, like, oh, but it was a very sentimental episode. I felt like, like the ending, the ending of each of the stories was very, yeah. like it, it feels like they're, they're starting to wrap things up mm-hmm. a little bit. But I was I was for it because it is yeah. it's a it's a sweet it's a sweet show. So, yeah, at again, times. no Aziz. Yes. And two in a row. Yeah. So weird. Um, all right, then let's jump into this thing. And uh, April is meeting Ron at a very good building company. And uh, he she is telling him that uh, she's got this new job where she's going to help people find cool work to do all over the world. And uh, she's going to start in a couple months. And Ron is, uh, you know, he's proud of her. And uh, he, he says, I'd hoped you'd choose a more dignified trade like masonry or logging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, so he's proud of her. And though, but then April says that she's going to have to move to Washington. And you can see uh, a little like this is the subtlety of Nick Offerman. Like he's a good actor, um, but you can tell like he's upset by this. Yeah. Um, and one of the reasons, you know, he's upset is because he asks her to return her, the spare key, uh, that she, uh, that he gave her when she was his assistant. Um, and, uh, and then that's the end of the conversation and April's like, okay. Uh, and Ron's like, good talk. And they leave. And so April, uh, is kind of, you can tell her, she's like upset by this too. Like, cause Ron doesn't really know how to emote properly. Um, and so she didn't get the reaction that she hoped for from Ron <laughs> and, but she did get an act, a reaction that was Ron appropriate. Um, well, and, I f- and I felt like she knew instantly that she didn't know where the key was. And so that worry yeah. was like, Oh no. Well, no, but the next time we see her though, she goes right to where it was. Right. But she, uh, forgot. Because they go back into the park's office and under what was Andy's desk, uh, she's pulling up a tile in the ground, the floor, and uh, she has hidden a little box in there. And that was where the key was. Um, and, uh, and so, and R- Andy thinks it's that she hid money in there. And he's like, it's not money. I told you it's Ron's key. Um, and so they, uh, she, pops up the tile and pulls out the box and inside there's a note and a movie ticket stub and four teeth. <laughs> and it, mm-hmm. the note says, if you are looking for Ron's key, I moved it and you'll never find it. Cordially, April. <laughs> <laughs> it's very on brand with the four teeth, especially. Yeah. So I, uh, yeah, that four teeth thing, that was really gross. So did you, your kids have lost their teeth? yeah uh, you know and got new ones right uh did you keep those i i'm not in charge of the teeth collection did you I, guys do tooth fairy stuff we did for a while now i know then, i have a, a young family members who may be listening so i have to be careful oh, about yeah. uh the veracity of the tooth fairy um but then it kind of turned into a money grab situation at our house where people oh, really? are like like just pulling teeth to get, <laughs> to get money um these lego aren't gonna pay for themselves it's, it's an expensive hobby habit yeah well, uh, yeah anyway why well i was just wondering like did like people who keep their kids teeth mm-hmm. why why are you doing that to hold on to the youth i is that it or to the old time like oh you were so small this is how big your teeth were yeah i don't know also, also look at these pictures like that, that's better to look at. Yeah, the pictures without the teeth. Those sure. are those are adorable. Yeah, but a box of loose teeth, <laughs> not so much. <laughs> that's serial killer behavior. Same, same, same teeth, <laughs> same situation, different other end. I have to oh. write that down. That's a funny phrase. <laughs> a box of loose teeth. Uh, um, 
Did you guys keep your kids' teeth? No. I'm going, to, I'm going to assume not. No. I well, there's we, no tooth necklace. No, 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 no. That's gross. Lock they, of hair. Have, they have no, never. And we don't. We are. We may be the least sentimental family. <laughs> well, I don't think it's about that. What if you need to like a ritual of some kind, and you need like <laughs> a lock of what hair? What if you're trying a, to pull them back from the multiverse? <laughs> right. What do you have? What if you, you need? You what need if a, you need a genetic lock? <laughs> Yeah. What if champion needs a scent? You know, you gotta have something. Um, yeah, well, we're not going to do that, but I, we, most of my kids, uh, most of my kids, I have two kids. (laughs) So most of them is all of them. They, they all, they had different times where they had to have multiple teeth removed. Yeah. Cause their mouth is messed up. Um, and that's my fault. My mouth also messed up. And, uh, and so like we were getting so much teeth at once, like we didn't have a way to file it appropriately. So we were just like, forget this noise. And we never really got, we never really invited the tooth fairy into our house. <laughs> so, well, yeah. It's a vampire situation. Speaking of vampires, like you have to invite them in. Right. In order to, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to be a tooth fairy familiar. <laughs> no, so, it's uh, a lifelong process. Yeah. So I didn't want I, the rock or Larry, the cable guy to come to my house. <laughs> so was it the rock or was it uh vin diesel no it was the rock vin diesel was the nanny that's right tooth fairy movies no it was it was the rock yeah tooth fairy 2 is larry the cable guy and tooth fairy is the rock wow these movies were made two years apart from each other because they just couldn't wait um i'm sorry teeth are gonna fall by themselves i am very focused today it's probably all the benadryl i took last night so um yeah so we just could never get a get on top of the archiving of teeth appropriately um but i had six teeth pulled at one time when i was a kid and how how old were you i was like in third or fourth grade i was getting ready for braces because my my teeth are too big for my tiny mouth (laughs) why don't you just get a mouth extension just don't comment it if on if you see me like oh yeah your mouth is small um (laughs) What normal size teeth you have for such a small mouth. <laughs> yeah. If I was the big bad wolf. <laughs> My, what adequate, what adequate teeth you have. Are you missing a couple? Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, so I was moving out of my parents' house, you know, mm-hmm. when I w- got my first place to live and I was going through the stuff that my parents had kept and I had a little plastic box with gauze in it in my room. Like in one of the boxes. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. And it was my old teeth from that time. They it. took six teeth out of my mouth. Yeah. I just I was like, Mom, do you want these? And she's like, I didn't know we had them. <laughs> like, okay. I, well, I think it's one of those deals where it, it's like when you take your car to the mechanic and they take parts out, they give them back to you to prove that. Right. Right. Like you might, <laughs> you might need these, but also just in, like we didn't rip you off. This is what a power steering pump looks like. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. What am I supposed to do with this? You can get $35 back if you take it someplace. <laughs> and, 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 there's, and there's a molar. <laughs> yeah, and some teeth. <laughs> this is Jim's teeth. Um, <laughs> okay, we got to. <laughs> Sorry. It's uh, fine. I don't want to become a tooth fairy familiar. <laughs> uh, sorry, I have to write these things down or I'm going to forget. A familiar. Um, so, yeah, so April now has a box of teeth and a ticket and a note. And this was eight years ago. And she's like, I have no idea what I did. And so Andy's solution is like, listen, we'll train champion to sniff out Ron's keys. So just give me the key, give, so give him the scent, and I'll go find you that key. Perfect. <laughs> April That's a was perfect like, plan. This was like, she could tell, like, this was not a good idea to bring Andy along. Um, so then she goes back to Ron to say, you know, I hid the key and then I moved it to protect it. And I don't remember where, uh, and Ron is like, kind of like suspicious. And he's like, I see. And then, and she's like, and he's like, don't be mad. She hit it too good. And she left a string of clues <laughs> and, and Ron immediately is like, it's an impossible puzzle. And he gets up and grabs his bag, his go bag for his problem bag. solving and puzzle right. solving. <clears throat> And he's like, I love puzzles. And uh, and so he's so happy about all of this possibility. And so uh, he's, he's like, looks inside, he's like a, a minimal, unhelpful note. And these appear to be human teeth. 
And what is it? this Twilight New Moon? And April's like, it's a movie about werewolves and vampires and stuff, but I've never seen it. And Ron, who paid attention to a coworker, which is surprising, mm. like Donna likes those things. Dollars to donuts. This points us her way. Um, and so they go to solve the puzzle and go find Donna. Um, Dollars to donuts. What that's a great, a great phrase. expression. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you're turning your dollars into donuts or you're following the dollars to the donuts. Either way, there's donuts at the end. Yeah, it's I a, had donuts yesterday. Win. Oh, where from? Uh, Safeway. Not my best moment. It's okay. Please forgive me. I was feeling terrible and I went to go buy some Dayquil to see if I could get my face to stop leaking. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I was like, I'm going to have donuts and coffee because this is this is where I'm at. Right. Well, and it'll um, make the Dayquil go, taste go away. Um, that was not my motivation as much as I was like, I feel terrible. I'm going to eat terrible. So, um, anyway, uh, so <laughs> they go to the parks office, which Donna doesn't work at anymore. Like, I don't know why Donna, like meet us at the parks office. You can meet Donna anywhere. Mm-hmm. She's a realtor. <laughs> the thing I know about realtors is they're all over the place. So there's no reason to go here, except it sets up a story with Donna and Jerry or Gary in a moment. Um, and so Ron is talking to Donna and, uh, did you see this movie about vampires and such? Uh, and Donna <laughs> tells the story like, yeah, I saw it with April and she was so hopped up on painkillers that I was able to convince her to see it with me. And so Ron is like the teeth, they're yours. <laughs> uh, and then Donna, you were super out of it. You kept yelling team Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> and then we were kicked out. Uh, and, uh, and, and she's like, I was furious. You only get to see the second Twilight film for the seventh time once, which is a lot of times to see that movie. Um, and uh, so then Ron asks, do you remember anything about the key or April doing anything unusual? Uh, and Donna's like, she did make a stop by the shoeshine stand before we left because she wanted to drop off something for Andy. She had a real bad crush on him. <laughs> and Andy's like, oh, <laughs> you got a crush on me. <laughs> That's embarrassing. And like, we're married still. Um, yeah, that's embarrassing for you. And so Ron is like, to the shoeshine stand. Uh, so they take off. And uh, and then Donna sees Gary outside and, and goes out and is like, what are you doing? And he's like, well, I dropped my wedding ring down the grate. And then I was trying to get it out and I dropped my keys down there too. So I can't leave. <laughs> and so uh, Donna's like, can I stay and watch? And he's like, not at all. I'd appreciate the company as he's trying to like, fish his belt down <laughs> to get the yeah, I don't know what the move is there was there a lot of gum at the end of it I was don't know. I was and then he drops the belt <laughs> yeah. so uh yeah so uh let's keep going down the Donna and Jerry train because sure. it's a short ride yeah. um and so they're sitting out there and I was like wow this is bringing some serious deja vu uh how many times have you dropped your wedding ring uh or lost it it's like too many times to count uh it causes real trouble with Gail and uh, she turns into a real grumpy goose um, and, uh, she's like, uh, she'd say, Gary, you'd lose your head if it wasn't screwed on tight. And then she makes me get fresh orange juice for the morning. And, uh, and then she says, Hey, Mr. Forgetful. I mean, those words, <laughs> they rattle around here for hours. Uh, and, but this, uh, this was such a great part too, because Gary has been subjected to such worse, like, attention you know like like just right. behavior to his way but it doesn't matter because it didn't come from gail like that right. she is the most important person so i thought this was kind of a nice moment like her minuscule teeniest tiniest little like oh you know is way more devastating than when he bends over and farts and rips his pants at the same time like that's great it's so great it's so on <laughs> it's so perfect for for gary yeah and because uh, home, Gary has a great home life. Yeah, right. Every time we've seen Gail and the girls, like he's just loved and supported. And so at w- it's one thing at work for him to get that kind of treatment and he's used to it. But at home, like it's even it's what she's saying is not as mean. No, but it's from her. Right. And, you know, one of the important things to remember is the people who are closest to us are the ones who can cut us the deepest. Yeah. Uh, Cheryl Crow told us the first cut is the deepest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she said, all I want to do is have some fun. So I don't know really where to go with that. Um, just, you know, just keep talking, you know, with those gonna, small teeth and just keep, or big teeth, whatever. <laughs> it's a big teeth, small mouth. <clears throat> My bad. Um, so 
Yeah, so he drops another thing down. I think this is where actually, oh, he takes the ring. He's like, I got this replacement ring. And he tries to put it in a breast pocket that doesn't exist. <laughs> he drops great. it and it falls down into the the grate. And Donna's like, I'm going to get some dinner. <laughs> so uh, so later they're um, kind of reminiscing about the time he was mugged in the park. And he's like, what were you trying to reach for? He's like, a burrito. Um, and uh, and so they're laughing and uh which again, let's just talk about your mistakes. Yeah. So it's, but this time it's Donna and Jerry remembering Jerry's, Gary's mistakes and Gary being able to laugh about them. Right. Whereas before everybody was laughing at Gary. And so this is not Donna being mean as much as it's like, man, you've done a lot, Donna, you know, Jerry, uh, Gary. <laughs> this is hard for me with Gary. Um, and uh, yeah. So, uh, so Donna offers Gary a ride home and, uh, he's like, I'm probably going to get an earful tonight when I get home. Gail might even call me the B word. Bozo. Oof. And I love Donna's reaction. Wow. We are very different people. <laughs> <laughs> so she takes him home next morning. Donna shows up, uh, with a bag of, of oranges. Um, and, uh, so and a great sight gag with the giant gallon size zipper, uh, Ziploc bag of all of his stuff. Yeah. Like so his multiple phone, watches, it seems like. Yeah. Cell <laughs> keys, phone, keys, credit card. change. His wallet was down there. Like there was a lot of stuff. Yeah. Heart medicine. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, that's mine. <laughs> that's, that's mine. mine. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then also got you these fresh oranges for you and Gail. Oh. Uh, and she's like, well, you're one of a kind, Gary. Uh, you big B word. And Gary is like, Kind of like, whoa, you know how deeply the B word cuts to me. Um, and uh, and she's like, buddy. And so it's just a good little yeah, see? Sweet. bow tie on the Donna and Gary relationship. It's wonderful. Wonderful. So uh, back to the, the, tre the treasure hunt. Mm -hmm. uh, they are looking for the... Shoe shine. Shoe shine stand. But it is gone. Or maybe it was never there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they they're in the hallway. I found it. Um and I, I was stalling for you. Yeah, thank you. And they like uh, a shoe shine stall. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> wow. That was excellent. Um and uh and so we come to find out they did a massive remodel, apparently, oh. and take took a little alcove in a hallway and made it just a hallway. <laughs> so thanks Finally. guys. Now we have less room. Um, so they, uh, it's gone. It's probably in the basement. And so they go to the basement and a great sight gag as Ron says to the basement and April and Ron start going one way and he goes the other way and then turns around, and goes back the correct way. And who do we find in the basement? Uh, Jeremy, who's down there? We see Harris and Brett. Yes. And, and what are they up to? They're up to squeezing Harris's head with a, with, with a wood clamp, like an yes. actual, like wooden wood clamp. A vice. A, a vice. Yeah. It's got the two, the two hand twisty handles. And uh, I'm sure that's probably exactly what it's called. And uh, yeah, they want to, they want to squeeze his head until, you know, just tight enough to make his eyes bulge out, but not so tight that he dies. Right. And I love Andy's response. That's a fine line you're walking. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. Oh, yeah. Good job, guy. You keep it up. Yeah. I think the, I, I just love those two characters mm -hmm. so much. Um, yeah. It makes me so sad. Yeah. It, now, like knowing that Harris Whittles is dead and, uh, he, he was so funny. So according funny. To, according to IMDb, it says nine days later after this episode. Yeah. Oh, man. But this is the spin I think we talked about this before. This is the spinoff we needed. This is I animal, animal control. control. Um yeah. I just that whole secondary, like all of it, you know. I know Andy Sandberg was busy or got busy later, but just all of those other those really funny characters, but definitely yeah. based on animal control was I I would have been I would rather would have seen that than Ron's eventual spinoff, which could have been okay, mm. the parks one. Mm. But I don't know, man. Oh, you wanted the Ron one? I wanted the Ron Building Company spinoff. I wanted those three years. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I was talking about the one that they tried to do at the very end of the, the series. Because that was supposed to be... My understanding. Really? Yeah. Oh. It's kind of like Shroot Farms. Well, I'm glad they didn't do that. Yeah. 
But you know, if we got this animal park or animal control mm-hmm. spinoff, then maybe we would never have gotten Superstore with Garrett. That's true. So, and uh, yeah, I don't know how, I don't know how I feel about him, you know, being a person in a wheelchair. It's like, there's actors in wheelchairs. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but he's very funny in that show. So, um, anyway, the, so Ron is like, uh, we're on a quest and we're not leaving until we get an answer. Uh, so where's the shoe shine stair thing from upstairs? And, uh, Brett says, Hey, <laughs> last week, a, this real scary ghost came down here. <laughs> he had black hair, but you could see through him skin. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay uh it didn't like me but that's just because i got the soul of a ghostbuster <laughs> yeah it said something about how it was worried brett was gonna mug it <laughs> i got a soul of a ghostbuster um so yeah so april's like oh, okay so we're looking for a racist ghost with black hair who likes shoe shines and ron's like i have the answer the chase continues and so they go uh based on the editing of this episode the next day to uh, Councilman Milton, who we see sitting on the shoeshine stand and his hair is dyed black mm-hmm. and you can see through his skin because he's very old. Um, and uh, Milton's like, I just wanted to remember the good old days when a shoeshine was two bits and there were no Mexicans in the music business. And as he's saying that, Andy is like repulsed. Right. <laughs> like, oh, what? <laughs> so, um, and Ron's like, if you don't mind, we just need to search this stand uh, and so April is looking around and she finds it and uh, hands the note to Andy and says, hi, Andy. I hate people, but you are okay. It's weird. Woof, woof, April. <laughs> and Andy's like, oh, you were so into me. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> and uh, and Ron's like, that's it. It's a dead end. No more clues. Uh, so and Ron's like, well, see me in my office. And uh, Andy is like to April, who's very upset that sh- that Ron's upset. Like if it makes you feel any better, I had a big crush on you too. (laughs) That does make me feel better. And she's like, "Oh, thank God!" And they they hug. And then Milton is like, "Get off my boat! (laughs) Get off my boat!" Such a such a great understated joke. Yeah, just Uh, these are the people making decisions for you. Oh man, if it weren't just so true to life right now. Exactly. Yep. Oh. Or anytime really. Just stop being so old. <laughs> old stuff's terrible. <laughs> Be new. Be new. Be younger. <laughs> that episode where Tom is like, oh man, I'm gonna die. <laughs> it's like the old iTunes. Just be new. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna die. <laughs> uh so um there. Ron and April back in Ron's office and they're drinking some, uh, some Lagavulin Lagavulin. And, uh, and Ron is like, uh, I change my house locks every 16 days. That key has been used <laughs> until the second Tuesday after I gave it to you. What matters is that I trust you as a person. I'm sorry. You're going to leave the town for many reasons. Not the least of which is that you created a puzzle that even I couldn't solve. <laughs> and Oh boy, do you love Andy <laughs> as he's holding up the note. Woof, woof. <laughs> it really is embarrassing. <laughs> and uh, then April's like, oh, I remember where it is. And so they go out to a park and they, there's this big old tree and uh, they're digging and they find it. And Ron's like, how did you remember? Uh, and uh, she says, woof, woof, bark mm-hmm. um, and points at the tree. And uh, Ron's like, why here? And it's like, because this tree reminds me of you. It's strong and quiet and always here when you need it. Or whatever. (laughs) So she's having this really intense emotional moment with Ron and like always here when you need it or whatever. (laughs) So um, and uh, and Ron has a talking head. He's like, I've always felt a certain kinship with April. And this is proof that I was correct. Not the nice thing she said about me, but the fact that I buried a large amount of gold under that same tree years ago. And then suspiciously looks at the camera. I have since moved it. Or have I? (laughs) So. yeah, so that's uh, Ron and, and April's plot line. And uh, yeah, that I think that is probably my favorite part of this whole episode. Agreed. Uh, the, the treasure hunt, but also just their friendship is just so awesome. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, uh, we, got, we got a little bit of that with April and, and uh, Leslie last week. And right. now with Ron. And yeah, it was really, it was nice. 
Yeah. When you see somebody who is cast, their role is to be the person who just doesn't care. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then they come around to being like people who actually do care. That's pretty awesome. Very rarely do you have two people who don't care in the same episode or the same series who then turn into people who really do care. Even more rare are they from different generations. So you've got this like father-son dynamic or father-daughter dynamic with Ron and April, both of whom are aloof and don't care and think everything's a waste of time. But in the process, they become found family. So wonderful. So sorry, wonderful. sorry, that was really nice. I just wow. You okay? <clears throat> yeah, I'm good. I just never really thought of it like that. I think so. deeply about this show. <laughs> so it's, it's such a good I mean, show. I mean, mostly because I just don't care, but you know, whatever. <laughs> All right. We got one more thing to talk about here. <laughs> just uh, real quick. The main storyline. Real quick. The A yeah. line. Um, so Jennifer Barkley is with Leslie and Ben and they're talking about getting ready, leading up to the primary. And uh, she and is one of the greatest addition, like late additions to the show. I, I think she's so funny. Yes. She's great. And anytime, every time she's in it, in an episode, she may be one of the best parts. Right. So, um, yeah, she's so good. So like this, like this scene here, this scene is excellent. Um, and so they, she's like, let's talk shop. And Les is like, Ooh, I love shop talk. It's one of my favorite types of talk along with pillow girl, real and Ted. (laughs) (laughs) And, but then Ben's like, why are you wearing a poncho? Because every surface area in your house is sticky. (laughs) Last time I found a melted crayon on my blazer. Okay. Um, and so Ben is talking about the grizzle, uh, photo op tomorrow. They're going to be talking about the new building, the headquarters, all that stuff. Um, and so they have a ton of stuff scheduled, so they're going to have to skip the pie baking event and the ceremonial squash toss. Um, and, uh, that one line is like, as you're watching, if you're watching this episode for the first time, like the pie baking event, like Ben is just so dim- dismissive of the whole thing, but it's the whole point of the episode, right? The pie baking event. And they actually start talking more about the squash than the pie. Right. Which is a great misdirection. Uh, so, uh, they love watching the squashes fly through the air. <laughs> uh, Ben likes the way they land. Uh, and Jen is like, okay, excuse me, but I have to go back to a city where things happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> So she's like, things are going to get going. It's going to get real intense. Uh, Leslie, are you ready? And Leslie's like, I've, I've done this before. I can handle being a candidate's wife. I know the issues inside and out. And uh, and Jen, Jen is like, being the wife is a minefield. Uh, I just love how, she, how real it is right here. If you were a ding dong, I'd just slap a flag pin on you and pour some Valium down your throat and just shove you behind the podium way upstage. It's the smarties that freak people out. Um, and, uh, and Leslie's like, I think you're misunderstanding the voters. <laughs> and then <laughs> Jen's like, I don't think that's possible. <laughs> um, and so she's standing up to leave and their kid is running through with a paint roller <laughs> and she's like, Steven, be careful. And the paint goes all across Jen's back. Uh, and, uh, and so she stands up and lo- turns around and yells poncho. <laughs> so Jen is wise. Um, so at the press conference, uh, Ben is talking about how the Grizzle is going to make a whole new thing here. Uh, and a reporter says, uh, oh, your campaign release schedule, you're skipping the primary, care to explain? And then we have Talking Head with Leslie explaining this whole thing where candidates' wives face off to bake pie. And uh, the last contest winner was the current uh, congressperson, June Hartwell. Uh, uh, the current person's wife and she won a with a buttermilk meringue last contest loser was all women um and so so the reporters are continuing let's could be the first candidate to skip why are you skipping it uh, what kind of statement are you making and let's like we're not making a statement and then the guy from eagleton mike patterson uh, kind of hard, like shoves his way through the, to get to the front of the line. He's like, pardon me, excuse me. Which, which, which is like two people. Yeah. He's like <laughs> making, he's making a scene. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and it's like, uh, Leslie, you made it pretty clear. You, that you don't think homemaking is important. Do you ever cook for your children? <laughs> and who's even watching your children right now while you're out, go out, God knows where. <laughs> Leslie's response is like, I'm right in front of you. <laughs> um, and, and Mike's like, oh, okay, take it easy. Let's not get emotional. Um, and Ben's like, we got to go. Thanks for coming, everybody. We'll see you at the economic address. And as, uh, 
as they're leaving, Mike Patterson yells out again, like, what else are you against? Baseball, hugging your children. How much did, you, did the haircuts cost? And uh, it was like, none of your business. And thank you for noticing. Uh, and then uh, cut back to a TV uh, where we are, the title card is up and it says, no, you're wrong with Mike <laughs> Patterson. Wow. I was <laughs> on the nose. <laughs> and, uh, and so uh, Mike's like, my guess is June Hartwell, the wife of incoming Congressman Paul Hartwell. Uh, now, June, we all know that Ben Wyatt's wife is really saying by skipping the primary, she's saying women who love their families are stupid. Uh, and June is like, my, we all make choices. Uh, I chose to put my family first. Leslie's trying to have it all. Uh, and here we again see the, the state of the media so mm-hmm. well portrayed uh, by Mike Patterson. Oh, I'm just specu- speculating here, but do you think that Leslie Nope's actions indicate that she actually hates her family? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, just quick PSA. Anytime they say, you know, I'm not saying they're this way, just stop. That, like, the rest of it doesn't matter. Yeah, this is no longer news. It is just Kardashians. So, yes. I mean, that's really all it is, is people want drama and uh, the orange man gives us drama. Yeah. So much drama. Do you want more drama? Here he comes. Uh, no, I'm done with drama, man. Can we? This, this country. <laughs> it's killing I just, me. I mean, I was like, even even pumpkin spice latte season. I look forward to that more than any like at this point. And I don't even care about that. Yeah. Like, I'm just done. I'm done with all the. All the drama. <laughs> the drama. Just, There's a comedian named Dustin Nickerson. Mm-hmm. We saw him. When we saw, because we went to go see Mike, uh, not Mike, uh, Nate, Nate Bargatze, <clears throat> he opened for, for Nate. Yeah. Um, and uh, I saw a clip of him on the uh, the Instagram yesterday where he was talking. He was in Green Bay and he's like, hey, I feel happy for all you. You just, you don't have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback anymore. And <laughs> I'm really happy for you because, I mean, I'm sure you all were exhausted by all the drama. <laughs> and he's like... You know who your new guy is? Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> He's basically the Joe Biden of quarterbacks. Like, just, just do your job. <laughs> just be just, quiet. <laughs> yeah, try not to screw it up too much. Just do what the coach tells you. Yeah, it's going to be good. So, anyway, uh, football's back. It's back, baby. Yeah, did you watch the game last night at all? I watched the fourth quarter at a meeting. And oh, wow. uh, I was surprised. I mean, without Travis Kelsey. Anyway... Yes, people come here for our uh, football analysis. Hot, hot sports takes. They're, I mean, they're microwaved sports takes at best. Yeah. So they're cold in the middle. Um, but, uh, and they're leftovers from other people's opinions because I don't really have a lot of <laughs> original ones. <laughs> My hot takes are leftovers. <laughs> Jeremy, I'm going to steal that. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> but what if it's funny? <clears throat> well, then I'll test it out and I'll give it to you. My you got to credit. credit me. Our leftovers. Footnote, Jeremy Schmidt. <laughs> Microwaved. Well, I'm not really sure how they started, but this is how they ended up. <laughs> this meal didn't start with mashed potatoes and anyway, I don't know how to work. Anyway, I'll work it out. Um, yeah, so they're watching this show uh, at Ben and Leslie's house. And uh, so Jen's there with them. Uh, or is Jen here? No, it's just Ben and Leslie watching this. Um, and, uh, and Leslie's like, well, it took three hours for Jen to be right. I'm officially a distraction. I'm going to go do the primary. Um, and Ben's like, this is all nonsense. Just let it happen. And, um, and, but Leslie's like, no, the more they talk about this, the less they're going to talk about your plan for the economic plan. And, you know, besides if I, if I win, I can publish my, uh, barbecue cookbook, the feminine mesquite, (laughs) which, I love that title. It's so good. <laughs> so this show is like top pun. I, I, I don't know if there's ever going to be a better show with more puns. Bob's uh, Burgers would be my oh, vote. Yeah. yeah. That's but the I whole mean, thing with Bob's Burgers. Pretty much the whole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah I'm not I, as well the, versed. It's a, yeah. But this is a strong second. So, um, so Leslie and, and next scene with them, they're putting the kids down for a nap. Uh, and uh, snacks given, kids tucked in, books read, three simultaneous meltdowns for no reason, kids tucked back in. One of them briefly got outside somehow, kids back in bed, they're all napping. 
Good. Um, and so Ben has purchased everything that Leslie needs for pie. Um, and uh, so they're going to get that going. Uh, but then there is a, a ringing doorbell. And Leslie's first reaction is, that might be one of the kids. Uh, <laughs> but turns out it's Elise Yark- Yarkton from the Indiana Organization of Women. And Leslie's like, oh, did I finally win Women of the Year? I have a speech prepared. Would you like to see it right now? And she reaches back and she has the speech in her pocket because mm-hmm. um, she's always ready. Uh, and uh, and Elise is like, Leslie, we're thrilled to find out that you were boycotting that ridiculous primary. But then we just got word that you decided to enter. And, uh, and Leslie's like, yeah, we, it's dumb, but it's, uh, it's not about me. It's about Ben. And we want to do, uh, we will, he'll do more for women than Hartwell. Uh, so, you know, win the battle. Lose the battle, win the war, that kind of thing. And and at least like, look, it's retrogressive and misogynistic. Um, but we will have no choice but to protest you and Ben at the event. Hope you like pies in your face. Wow. <laughs> Metaphorically, we'll be civil. <laughs> Shots fired. And Elise is like, come on, I'm the uh, Leslie. Like, I'm the biggest defender for gender equality. And uh, and Ben is a progressive champion of women's right. And then Ben comes around the corner, is like, babe, the oven's ready. Chop chop. Time to get bacon. <laughs> Daddy wants pie. <laughs> chop and chop. He, he has never met Elise Yark- Yarkton before because he wasn't on the show back when Ron won the award. Right. And uh, and so he's like, hi, Ben Wyatt. <laughs> so good daddy wants pie (laughs) um and so then ben and leslie are talking and she's like the io iow does not mess around Mm -mm. which is normally why i love them and she's like i gave a hundred dollars they're gonna buy so many anti-me signs um and uh and then uh leslie's like we're just back where we started uh and uh so ben's like well how about this what if i register for the contest oh I bake the pie. I act as my own wife. <laughs> I, that line is funnier than it, than it really has a right to be. Right. I act as my own wife. Um, and, uh, and, and I was like, oh, that could work. We sidestep controversy. Nope. The attention back onto the candidate. Mm-mm. Flip the whole antiquated tradition on, on his head. And then, yeah. But more importantly, <laughs> we changed the idea of what a pie is. There you go. There you go. That's Ben right there. That's my boy. And Les is like, I feel like that's not more important. Wrong. <laughs> okay, picture this. Crest on bottom, filling, mm-hmm. crust on type. Top, what am I describing? A pie. No, <laughs> but you're in the right zone. <laughs> oh. I just love her oh. It's like she knows. Oh. Yeah. Calzone. Uh, sure. <laughs> uh, pies are just sweet calzones, honey. <laughs> and I'm good at making calzones. You're amazing. And uh, and then he gets off and just starts singing "Highway to the Calzone Zone." <laughs> <laughs> so dumb, just acting like he's on top of the world. Um, yeah. So then they're at the primary, and it's just uh, a, isn't that just a big? At some point, it's just a big turnover, right? Yes, like an apple apple yeah. turnover. Yeah. But in the he Huge. built he baked the the calzone in a pie t- a pie pan, right? like a glass pie thing and uh looking at it it looked so gross yeah, <laughs> so it's so big <laughs> so much so much crusty dough i feel <laughs> like like it's all you gotta have the balance you gotta have the filling to crust ratio right or else yeah it just doesn't work i mean really the hot pocket company for mm-hmm. all of the maligning that jim gaffigan did for them it was a good balance of crust to filling mm-hmm but it was also hot lava on the edges and ice cold in the middle. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So they're at the primary mm-hmm. with Ben's disgusting looking calzone. And, uh, and she's like, did you hear back from Elise? He's like, oh yeah, we're good. The IOW is not going to protest us. How's your pie? He's like, I don't know. I didn't make a pie. <laughs> <laughs> he's, this, just staying, he's staying in character. This interaction, as I was watching this, I was like, that sounds like Kurt. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. That's my dad, by the way. I don't know. I didn't Am make I wrong? Pie. You're not wrong. No. <laughs> semantics. Let's have fun with semantics. That'd make uh, an excellent show. Fun with semantics. Homophone. <laughs> Bear. No, the other one. No. It's always the other one. It's always the other one. <laughs> Scent. Uh, <laughs> Scent. Oh, um, so the... They call up the next contestant, Ben Wyatt's wife, Leslie, 
And he comes up and he's like, it's actually Ms. Nope. And actually right now it's Mr. Wyatt. And Leslie's busy, has her whole excellent career. And I happen to make excellent pie. So we figured we'd switch it up a bit. Now pack your suitcases because we're going to a little town called Napoli in Italy. And then all of a sudden there's this protest. People shouting, Ben Wyatt. Free Ben Wyatt. And that's like, excuse me, free me from what? <laughs> and Kip Bunthart is the character's name, played by Chris Gethard. Gethard. And uh, he's like, from the tyranny of women, we are the male men. We are a men's right activist group, and we are fed up. And unless uh, and like, what is happening? <laughs> and, and Kip says, behind every successful woman is a man she has oppressed. First, Leslie Note poaches her husband's campaign by making it all about her, and she's forcing him to bake pies and enter a contest for her. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not forcing him anybody to do anything. He loves to cook. He has five personalized aprons. Oh, so I guess he was asking for it because of what he was, how he was dressed. <laughs> uh, so it's so great. It's just so wonderful. And uh, so then, cut to uh, Pawnee today with Joan Calamezzo. Uh, and there's a whole panel of people on the on the show. Uh, and we start with Marsha and Marshall Langman. Uh, <laughs> and Leslie's, uh, she's saying, uh, like, Leslie could learn a little something about traditional family structure from me and my husband, Marshall. Uh, and Marshall's like, mm, fierce alert. Eat him up, honey. Uh, and, you know, Marshall is coded as a closeted gay man, right? Like, that's that's how we're right. supposed to read this. And so... Marsha, <laughs> as is the traditional family, like as traditional yeah. family structure dictates. Right. And so Marsha is uh, just full of deception and delusion. And so uh, so then we have Elise uh, from IOW uh, saying that this the the idea that feminism is an attack on family values is absurd. And so Joan's like, oh, so you're defending Leslie? He's like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> Frankly, I don't think she's done enough to distance herself from this misogynistic lunacy. Uh, so then Joan turns to another person, Sasha Dunkirk, women against feminism. Best, best one yet. And uh, and Kip then is like, ooh, what a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> the woman is only talking to other women. Could we have a conversation about feminism where men get to be in charge? And then Sasha, <laughs> I actually agree with him. I don't need your pity. <laughs> and then. Top it off. Brandy Max is there from such films as 69 Jump Street and 50 Shaved Old Gays. <laughs> She's like, I have your back. Oh. <laughs> uh, and then cut to the living room of the Nope Wyatt household. And she turned Jen Barker's there. Like, Oof. <laughs> really stepped into this time, Nope. <laughs> um, it's like, why isn't anybody else's candidate being scrutinized like this? And Jen just like, because June Hartwell is a lukewarm bowl of nothing. <laughs> She started an awareness campaign called Bring a Sweater. It's called Goosebump Prevention. <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm for it. I, that is a, a campaign I can get behind. Yeah. So Jen is just like, go apologize. Make it happen. Make it easy. And, and they're like, apologize for what? And Jen's like, it doesn't matter. Just say you're sorry. <laughs> it's like taking a shot of tequila. I have to do three shots every time I come into this house. <laughs> <laughs> this makes everything more pleasant. Uh, so they call another press conference to... Uh, Address whatever, basically, is what they're trying to do. And um, and so Ben is like, before I give my vision for the economic future, my wife uh, wants to, uh, has a brief statement. And so Leslie gets up and starts talking about the weather. <laughs> it's very temperate, <laughs> which is great when you look back to the Bring a Sweater campaign. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> so she's trying to be June Hartwell. Uh, and then she's going down this road but before she can do that ben actually cuts her off and she's like hang on stop i'm not i'm not i'm sorry this whole thing it just makes me queasy and he's like i love my wife she's independent and uh i will not let her speak <laughs> that came out wrong <laughs> uh the point is leslie's a great mom public servant all-around person and uh and so she he's tired of everybody complaining about how she's handling things or making the wrong choice. I was like, say whatever you want. I couldn't care less about the political consequences. And so Leslie starts. Uh, and uh, she's like, I'm sorry that the spotlight's not me, not on Ben. Second, the mailman, where are you? And like scans the audience. Ah, oh, there you are. You're ridiculous. And men's right is nothing. <laughs> uh, true. Which is true. Uh, and then third, I'm going to give you a permanent answer to all the silly questions. And so why did I change my hairstyle? Oh, I don't know. I just thought it would look better. 
Or my kid's got gum in it. Are you trying to have it all? That's a dumb question. Stop asking it. Uh, do you miss your kids while you're at work? Yes, of course I do. Everybody does. And then sometimes, you know, you don't. <laughs> so, I love the cutaway to somebody in the audience is like, yeah, yeah, yeah no, I get true. that. Yeah. I actually do like going to work where my right. kids aren't. <laughs> so, um, and then uh, and and Ben okay. comes in. is like, and by the way, no one's ever asked me that question. No one asked me, where are your kids? Who's taking care of them? And then he looks at Leslie, oh, by the way, who is taking care of them? <laughs> so, uh, and he's like, my mom, everything's fine. He's like, right. So maybe Leslie doesn't fit your idea of a candidate's wife. Who cares? Because uh, there isn't, shouldn't be just one right way. And uh, and so, and then Leslie's like, yeah, if you want a big pie, great. If you want to have a career, great too. Do both or neither. Doesn't matter. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, like we're all just trying to find the right path for us as individuals on this earth, which that line, when she said on this earth, I was like, why did she say that? <laughs> what other option is there? Um, and, uh, and so people start reacting and they're like, I'd say that's about 50, 50 boos and cheers. Yeah. Seems about right. And then Kip shows up, let Ben speak, let Ben speak. It's like, he just spoke. Oh, I just got here. I had a broken bike chain. <laughs> yes. I love, I love, I love the way Kip has been personified for mm -hmm. all of the pathetic dudes who think anything that's going their not their way is some form of feminism coming at you like bar the barbie movie is not an attack on you kip so anyway i love the Barbie movie have you seen it yet i haven't seen it yet but uh, I've heard, so good i've heard yeah either you, you really like it or people didn't like it yeah i love it wasn't a lot of in between um but i yeah. will watch it it's worth it's worth the time the beginning is excellent and the end of it is also excellent the middle still good so uh all right uh so the credit scene then is ben and leslie at home uh and elise comes uh to the house and i was like what did i do wrong it's like oh no actually we had the iow loved what you said in your speech and i was like really yeah but what we loved even more was how ben gave leslie a platform in which to speak her mind. Congratulations, Ben Wyatt. You are this year's IOW Woman of the Year. <laughs> and Leslie Son is pissed. So, <laughs> so I think, funny. I think this joke is up there with, I mean, not it's up there with not as good, but with Barney. Like they didn't beat this to, to death, which is good. Right. But just that she can't have that one thing. Right. Yeah. It Leslie keeps getting is, yanked out. Yeah. Is the Barney in this situation. It's great. And the woman of the year is, mm -hmm. is Ben every time. Ron and Ben. <laughs> so, yeah, like Ben is like, it's kind of like how Ben just naturally, like when he's out of work and he's trying to help Tom get started with rent a swag and he's being offered all these jobs. It's like, what is it that Ben has that people are like, yeah, you could be, you could be good. Um, oh, it's the hair. It's got to be. It's, yeah. It's definitely the hair. Yeah. And probably which, probably the button down and tie that helps too. Yeah. He's got his life together. Mainly because he gave his wife a platform to speak her mind. So you are the woman of the year. Oh man. So good. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's that season seven, episode nine. Daddy wants pie. <laughs> so. Daddy. Daddy won't pie. Um, yeah, next week is the Johnny Karate Super Awesome Musical Explosion Show. Oh, man, this is an episode <clears throat> to prepare with for emotionally. Yeah. Every time, it, this one makes me very, very sad. So, because yeah. it's, it's all coming to an end, friends. It's all coming to an end. Life is temporary. And yet it's a flat circle. So we'll be back here in seven circles. Seven star revolutions. <laughs> no. Have you seen? No, I know. Revolutions <laughs> around the star. No. Revolution. Years. Seven. Uh, or cycles. Revolutions. Rotation. <laughs> Have you seen Strange Planet? The Nathan Pyle, um, Dan Harmon show. It's on Apple. Nope. It's about the, the aliens. And yeah, check it out. It's it's pretty funny. It's the cartoon thing, right? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I like that guy's cartoons. Yeah. I'll uh, I like, check it out. Yeah, check it out. That's all I can Today, do. Today, I'm going to watch some Ing Ingmar Bergman. Okay. They, I checked them out from the library. So I got to get those watched. So somebody's got to watch them. 
Yeah, that somebody's me. Just return them, you know, get the dust off. I'm sure that the librarian would appreciate that. Yeah, I'll clean them real good. What are you watching? Well. Seven Seal? No, I've seen that. No, come on. That one's great. Uh, This is Through a Glass Darkly and Winter Light. So these are the ones that I have. So we'll, uh, they're here in my office. So we'll have fun. Have fun with that. Yeah. You have fun with all your stuff as well. Okay. And, uh, listener, you also have more fun than you can possibly imagine. That's my benediction for you. (laughs) Now go and like, and subscribe. Review, rate and review, ring that bell to stay. uh, No, that's YouTube. Do we have Uh, a bell? Just ring a bell. You know, if you see a bell, just ring it. Yeah. Like in your, if you're in Philadelphia and there's that long line for people to go look at a bell, try mm-hmm. ringing that thing. Let's yeah. See what, what happens. happens. Maybe the Phillies will win the World Series. Let us know. Maybe. All right. Well, Jeremy, I'll talk to you later. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. Bye.